Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, The Curran View, with the Idle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran, part 80 today, mate. Yes, like we keep saying, the time flies by. Unbelievable. Eight. And when eight. we're talking of 80, it was 1980 that you scored that fantastic goal at Bramble Lane. Your mate Colin, the Villa supporter, just phoned me up and uh, said, oh, by the way, I was watching Terry Curran's goal at Bramble Lane. Bit of a goal that was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it weren't bad. Yeah. One of your best, but your best was uh, away at Fulham. Topics of the week, TC. We're going to be talking about the uh, the European Super League. Is it dead or is there still life in that old dog that they have been talking about since the 60s? But let's look at our magic moments. We didn't do uh, the podcast last week. You sound much better and that's great to hear. What what have you sourced from us of over the last couple of weeks that you've watched in uh, in, in football that's been televised? Well, I've gone for two this week. Yeah. Um, Mason Greenwood, Greenwood's against Burnley, the first one. Yep. When uh, it's a great run by um, Rashford, takes it past a couple of players, puts a great ball into the box, and Fernando uh, lets puts it, lets it steps over it and gives it to Greenwood, yep. and he plays it into the into the uh, corner of the net. Mm-hmm. I mean that young boy is looking better and better each time I see him, and Isn't for it? me he's a, he's he's a must. He should be a must to go with the uh, national team to the Euros. And the other one, if anybody gets a chance to watch it. Is the is a genius himself, Lionel Messi. The yeah. third goal for Barcelona against uh, midweek game. We'll do a play now. Oh, I didn't he see pick, that game. He, he yeah. picks it up, beats a couple of players, plays a one-two, gets it back, throws a dummy into the box, comes back on the outside as uh, the guy and bends it right into the corner. It's absolutely a brilliant goal. So anyone of you young ones wants uh, wants to learn how to. Uh, Perfect, perfect goals like that. Just have a look at the the, the Barcelona. It, it was the uh, Copa del Rey Cup. Um, and so there's, there's my two magic moments. Both of them are worth seeing. And let's be truthful, Lionel Messi's probably done that over a hundred times, hasn't he? What a player. One of the all-time greats. My magic moment was from the week before, and I did want to keep it, I did want to mention it, because it was PSG versus Bayern Munich and the performances of Neymar, Mbappe and oh, Di Maria. Yeah. Anything you can do, I can do better. Do that better. was a joy yeah. to watch, wasn't <laughs> I? Oh, unbelievable. I mean, you're right. I mean, there were three incidents where Mbappe did something, yeah. uh, Neymar did something, and then the cheek of, um, what they call the Argentinian? Di Maria. Di Maria. Yeah. Back heels it, and I, think, and I thought to myself, anything you two can do, I can do even better. The cheek of it was brilliant. And in that move that, that you were just referencing, had Neymar just got on the end of that, we would be oh. watching that time and time again. And again, another moment in football I uh, look at and I just think, 
I hope you score, I hope you score, because we will still remember that for years and years to come. Sadly, we're not going to, because they won't replay, because they didn't score off that move. But again, fine margins. You're right. Uh, I mean, you want, you, you try and even suck it in yourself, don't you? Yep. You, you, want it, you yeah. You want it to go in so you can, yeah. you know, you can keep watching it, yeah. keep watching it, you know, because trying to find them in games, even with highlights, Sometimes it's, it's near impossible to do. But, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. I, I'm like, I was like you, I was sucking it in. Yeah. Um, what we've sucked in this week is the European Super League. We did talk about PSG and Bayern Munich that were two clubs that, that did decline uh, the offer. Pretty much because of the constitution of Bayern Munich um, with the uh, fan input believe it's 51% so it does prevent foreign owners from going in and taking control of Bayern Munich and PSG I believe the owners of PSG have got the broadcasting rights to the Champions League game for the next few few seasons so they was never ever going to join the party but 14 did and 14 pretty much have pulled out Riley, Riley what you've just said mm. I mean the reason why I why, why I said about Bayern Munich, yeah. because they were the first, they've been the first country to make sure that foreign owners don't come into it or don't try mm. and get into it. I'm not saying they're, they're not in there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I think uh, there is one one of the one of the clubs, but the fans have fifty percent. Yep. of that club, and I think is it fifty percent, and they're fifty-one percent. I think it's I think it's fifty-one, but don't quote me. And I think yeah. because it's a fifty-one, they can only ever buy forty-nine. So, yeah, someone has to have the major shareholding, and it ain't going to be the people that are going to come and buy it and do what they like to their football club. Because in Germany, it is their football club; it is the fans' football club. So I mean, so the reason why I put on PSG and well, Bayern Munich and PSG. There's not only just that, but uh, in Germany, the season ticket prices yes, um, a lot uh, cheaper. The standing areas, yeah, in, in Bayern, you know, so everything is catered for the German public or the football fan, uh, whoever's coming to 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 to, to watch uh, Bayern Munich and their team, you know, at the uh, Allianz Arena, you know. So for me, um. What um, PSG have done, I mean, I don't know that I haven't gone deep into that yet, um, because I was more concerned about, and I, I've always tried to tell you, it will never happen for me because, regardless how they do it, mm. Barcelona and and, um, and Real Madrid will always be able to pull the best players. Yep. If Man United can't keep hold of Cristiano Ronaldo, they've no chance even in the Super League. Yep. Because if Barcelona or Real Madrid win that Super League, whoever wins that gets more money. Yeah. Right? So what they've got, they've already got the advantage of the prestige of them two clubs. Mm-hmm. Then they've got the weather and the lifestyle out there and the tax. Yep. The tax uh, loopholes and the tax over in, uh, in in Spain compared to in England. It's differently so, set up, isn't it? Over there? So they've got everything. They've got everything in their favour. Mm. Now, if they win their that leagues, they're going to have. They're always going to get the better players. Yeah. When he, so, if they're going to constantly keep winning that league, there, some of those teams like Juventus, Man United, and best of them, they're not going to want to be in that league because they've no chance. They're going to have no chance of winning anything. Mm. Uh, and who, who wants to finish at bottom of that league? Then you're going to tell. Then you're going to turn around and tell me that. Um, 
coming to me what I was going to think about. What were well, you talking in, about? In, ter- in terms of that league, I think what they'll do eventually... Oh, that was going to say. There's the, the, somebody going to finish at bottom of that league. They'll not want to finish at bottom of that league. No. So when those people... So when the five what come in, they want to invite in, mm. right? That's not going to work. Mm. Because because at the end of the day, what you what they're saying is they one of them is going to get relegated mm. if if the Man United or a Tottenham or a Chelsea finish fourth bottom of that league. Yeah, I you I I, mean? I still think what they'll do if it and and this might be 10, 15, 20 years down the line because it ain't going to happen straight away. In nineteen in the early eighties, there was there was talk of English football clubs in the old first division breaking away and forming their own league. They did. It was the Premier League. It was only it was only validated because the Football Association stepped in and it's a, it's the FA Premier League. Before it was part of the Football League, but they stole the soul of football by breaking away and forming their own league so they could keep all of the revenue from the broadcasting rights. That's what it was all about. I think that this is still alive. It's on the back burner. And I think eventually what they will do, they'll split it into two leagues. So what you'll have, you'll have four or five top teams in both leagues. And then they'll have playoffs like they do in in America. And then you'll have a cup final, what they'll play in the cup final as well. And you won't have all the top teams in that one league. You'll have some whipping boys as well that aren't going to obviously be happy to finish down the bottom. But ultimately, that's where they'll finish. So you'll find that the top ones will always be around that top six. That's the way I think they'll go ahead. If if, if they ever go... Look, it's not dead. This because I mean, no, dead, this is dead. Yeah, but they'll, they'll come back. They'll, they'll As come it back. is at the moment, it's yeah. it's a dead, dead. duck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've always said, listen, they're going to get sick of playing each other. Then it's like Scotland playing four games. Celtic and Rangers Absolutely. playing each other four times. Yeah. It, you know, it's. But I understand. I understand what you're saying there. It's pathetic, mm. but they've got to generate money. That's why they need of Rangers. They have. Yeah, play yeah, each other twice. Yeah. Uh, twice. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Twice at, uh, at uh, Celtic Park and uh, twice at um, Ibrox. Mm. So people are going to get fed up. It's, it's not going to be like, I mean, Liverpool playing Everton, Liverpool playing Man United. Mm. They, are, they, are, they are more competitive games that the fans want to see more than the, the Barcelonas. Now, of course, they want to see a Barcelona. Mm. But in the Champions League, yeah, you know, once a season, not twice. Uh, you know, you're playing these type of teams. They're, they should be like the prestige teams when they're playing them yep. in, in, in cup games. Mm. So for me, I can't see it working, but they will try because oh. it's, everything's about everything's about money. And when I see Gary Neville and, and uh, Carragher, and I'm listening, there's nobody more pleased than me that they finally said it. But it's taken them. A, it's taken them a long time to turn around and say, oh, it, it's corrupt and everything, and now we can talk about it. Mm. Why couldn't they talk about it like I did when I, when I were playing? Yeah. You know, because I they, they suppressed me. They wanted me out of the way as quick as possible. Mm. 
you know. But I weren't frankly turned around and said, "What, what, what, what's going on?" Mm. Football. The game is for the fans. Yeah. The game is for the fans. Of course it without is. Without the fans, without the fans, it's not the same. We've seen that now. Yeah. But I did see about ten years ago. I think it was Dave Whelan, and he said we don't need the fans in the stadium, and it made me think that you yeah. know. And I can understand why they don't need the fans. When I say about the fans in the stadium, they really don't need the top the top leagues, the top teams. Fans. They don't. No, no they, 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 they don't. They generate money. Yeah. If you look at everything, what's, mm-hmm. what everything's been planned. Every mortal thing. I don't give a damn what anybody tells me. Mm. I go on my own decisions and on my own opinion. Mm. Not to hurt other people, but what I think is... is so for me, the new new... Right, was mm. going to be for people to 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 to, to sit at home and watch football. Yeah, and you can watch all your teams on television and pay mm. you ten pounds or fifteen pounds. But there was a backlash. There was a backlash with some of the Premier League teams because the, the, when they tried to charge them for this six o'clock kickoffs, yep, said no. And mm. what a lot of people did, they, do, they donated the money instead of paying buying those games. They donated to the hospitals. Mm. If you remember, if you remember, yeah, they did, yeah. So yeah. For me, we're never going to work. I've never seen work, but they'll come up with something, and they'll try and co- come up with something. I, I think we have got too many clubs in in our in our country, ninety two clubs. Mm-hmm. But what, when I say that we've got too many clubs compared to the other Europeans, yeah, right. But that is how it's always, and we cannot just say right, we're going to get rid of Grimsby Town or a. Uh, or a Morecambe. Mm. That's that should never that should never be right yeah. because every every town every city that generates uh, economy into their towns. Absolutely. By, by having fans travelling, so there's more to it than meets the eye. But I, for me personally, I just can't see it happening because it's still not the same. To whether you play Barcelona, Barcelona in the league in a Champions League or a whatever competition they want to call it, mm. and a Real Madrid is the greatest of one off. The Man Uniteds want to play Liverpool's. They want to play the Manchester yeah, City. Sheffield Wednesday, do, want, yeah. Yeah. Wednesday want to play mm. Sheffield United. Yeah. You know, the Barnsley's, the Leeds. I know. You're right. You know, Fans Birmingham, do. Aston Villa want to yeah. play Birmingham. But the glo- the global market is how these money men oh, look yeah. at it. And they're, they're not looking at us fans in this country. They're not looking at... at if we have a television, a t- a television live game... Like, for instance, tonight, I'm watching here, Aston Villa, Man City, currently at 1-1. There's millions of people watching that game worldwide, pretty much because of Man City. Um, Now, when you have a game like Manchester United versus Liverpool, you will have millions and millions, I don't know how many millions, but an awful lot. And more people watching the game abroad than would be watching it because we've only got 60 million on this island but yeah. you would have millions of people watching it in the far east in the middle east Africa, all over the world and yeah. that is the market these globalists are looking at and this is why they have these funny kickoff times of like half past five or seven o'clock and eight o'clock and twelve thirty to cater for the foreign markets and the foreign investors i mean the 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 champions league in the the season um was it 24 25 is going up to 32 teams you're going to be playing 19 games if you win that I mean, you only play 38 if you win the Premier League. Where are they going to find these other weekdays to fit more games in to play well, in the Champions League? It well, has you, to be to the detriment of somebody. 
You must have read what I read. The Champions League's being covered up. Yeah. Being covered up with this um, Super League. Yeah, of course, it, it, it's always been I, the I, driver. I wrote, I wrote it down. Yeah. You know, coming into this game, what mm. has to be cleaned up. Yeah. That's how I'm going to put it. I'm not going to put it any other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it the applied way. There's money coming into these leagues and it mm. has to be cleaned up. Yeah. It has to be filtered through to make it clean money. Because what anybody says, that is that's my opinion of it. Mm, I think you're secondly, I think definitely. Secondly, um the one about games it's like You're breaking up a bit, T C. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, you were just breaking up slightly then. So it's like the World Cup and all. When you see the world when you see what's happening in the World Cup, adding more countries to it. Absolutely. Who wants to watch uh Kazakhstan, yeah. whatever it is, playing some. Um, Take Q8, for, yeah, exactly. No you know, one does. Nobody wants to see no. it, you know. And so the the political correct, correct mm. and the woke uh, are winning on that front. Mm. Now it has, it has to stop. Now you can they can play in the competition, yeah, but they should be be playing against. And if they've got, if they get play drawn against a Germany. In knockout stages, fair enough. Yeah. But for them to try and get them into, because that's what they're trying to do with all these teams. Mm. You know, there was a one, there was a one time at day though they were screaming out for a black nation to to win it. Mm. Now, if they're good enough, fair enough, right? But it has to be done right where we, where where where, yeah. where everybody has got an equal right. Mm. Now, when you say an equal right. You're never going to get that equal because everybody's born with a different education. Yeah. Right? Or a brain, I should say. Mm. And they, you know, the ones that can go on to, you know, the, the elite universities, they're always going to have... And it's the same at football. You can't make people play. I think that's what they've tried to do. Yeah. When, where, where, where players now can play for this country or they can play for that country mm. is giving the other, other people a chance uh, to qualify. You know, so you gain a lot of people, a lot of black lads will play out here and might be not in the England squad. Now, we're going to play some of these African countries. Yeah. And it, and it, will, it will improve them. Mm, of course it will. You know. So, I mean, to say uh, team players now are playing for all different countries when where they were born, or where they were born, mm. it, they could go and live in England for 10 years or whatever it is, and then become a, a, an English uh, English uh, national yeah. nationalist. And so they not nationalist, but uh, citizenship. Citizen, yeah, yeah. And then what they do, then uh, they can play for that country. Mm. So it's everything about it. It's not right for me. You know, I, I mean, I could have played for Scotland. I was born in England. My dad's Scottish. I wanted to play for England. Mm. Now, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, it's not been uh, a race. That's what I wanted to do, play for England. Yeah. I'm sure if I'd have been born in Africa, I'd have wanted to play for an African country. Course, if I was born in Germany, are, yeah. I want to play for German, yeah. for a German country. Mm. And if you, if we've got a... a um, a British a national English team then I want an English manager to manage it for mm. us if they're good enough yeah you know but, so all, I, all I want to look is for it to be fair in a sense that we're not putting planting people to play for certain countries just to give them a, a, a chance to qualify for the major uh, tournaments but again that's what will happen because oh. when you have more money and that law <laughs> lure of the money, they will gravitate to that 
it's just the way that it is. And and with the World Cup, with the Euros, with the Champions League, with everything, they're trying to have more and more and make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And, And it has to be to the detriment of something else. You can't play two games three games in, in in a couple of in the space of a couple of days you can't be playing in Europe and then you come back and tomorrow you'll play in the Premier League and then on you know next Wednesday you go out and then the the games the games have to be spread out and have a, a certain amount of recovery days and, and lack of travelling and when they go on about all these flipping ozone layer and all the, the um, global warming etc it just stands against everything that they're telling us in, in with one yeah. breath and then with the other one they're contradicting themselves they're full of hypocrisy and that's what I don't like match of the day in your day TC used to be three games and it could be from any league today match of the day is a promotional tool for the Premier League that's wrong it's yeah. all about the Premier League it's all yeah. wrong we have an elitist league in our own country Okay, there is relegation and promotion. I get that. That's the fundamental difference. But if they took away the fact that there was no relegation and, and, and promotion and opened it up to relegation and promotion, what's the difference? There is no I'm, difference. You know, that's brilliant what you said because at the end of the day, everything, it's like this globalist and global warming. Yeah. They can all, yeah. they can all. I mean, I know she's only a school girl, a young lass like Greta Gunberg. Hmm? You know, She's telling all, all us, you know, uh, not to be flying. And she's flying all over the world, making millions of pounds. Exactly, yeah. So the globalists are doing the same thing. Of course they do, all these politicians. You know, they're Kevin, telling us, John yeah. Kevin's not wearing, John Kevin's not wearing a mask and yeah. flying to Iceland yeah, yeah, yeah. in a private jet. Yeah. And yeah, what baffles me with all this is is the public. I mean, at, at Chelsea the other night, you're going to get the, the woke people are going to scream out and turn around and say, oh, uh, COVID and all this. Mm. You know, if people have come on streets about this COVID, mm. there's some, there's some put a stop to it all, I guarantee you. Yeah. Now, I'm glad that Chelsea's came, came come out. And I'm glad that Liverpool came out. Yeah. Not, I don't want to be caused trouble. But what they're doing to our game is ruining it. Absolutely. VAR has ruined it. And yep. I understand that I could, could help it. I understand it. Mm. But the people, it's not the VAR. No. It's the people what's making these decisions. Absolutely. You know, and yep. they're trying to make us, trying to make us, oh, they're trying to make us look silly. Yeah. Yeah. The, some of the people follow them. Mm. And that's how they get away with it. Yeah. You know, and you've hit the nail smack on the head with that. You know, what, they talk about global warming. Yeah, they want you to fly out, Man United to fly out to play Barcelona, Liverpool to fly out, right? And and then what they'll do? They'll 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 they'll, they'll, they'll have a, a game in China in yeah, America. Of course they will, right? To make more mil- millions of pounds. Yeah. The, what, what, you know, with all the carbon footprint and all this lot then. Exactly. And when do you fi- and and also as well on an international scale, they're doing exactly the same in international football and they're playing they invent more leagues in international football and more competitions. They want the World Cup to be played every two years. Well hang on a minute, how's all this gonna fit in to a football calendar? It, you you can't you've got a point pot. You can't get one and a half points in a pint pot. You can well, only get a point in it. 
And that's what they're trying to do. And it's just pure greed. They're trying to get more games, more. And, and then, you, you know, when you, you, you look at the scenario this year, there's been a, you know, a, a shorter pre-season. They're putting it down. Players are getting injured more. That's the narrative. There's more injuries. It's not right. But but going forward, they're squeezing more games in. But then they'll say, nah, injuries have got nothing to do with this. And you go, well, and, two years ago it did. <laughs> yeah, they will make they will make their mouth say anything. Exactly. Suit their narrative. Absolutely, TC. It's yeah, it is incredible, yeah. and people well, just buy it. Yeah, that's what baffles me. Mm. You know, because they're educated. Yeah. Question it. Question So people believe. Oh, oh we're going to believe. We're not believe Terry or Gabby. We'll believe. Yeah, them. yeah. You know, just be fair with everybody. Yeah. Just be fair. Be fair, you know, be honest, tell the truth, but they couldn't lie straight in bed look, with a red-up poker up their ass. Look how they've gone about this, Gabby. Mm. Now, I will say this. I think I do believe some of these managers didn't know anything about it. No, I don't think they did, yeah. Because it's not, it's, not, it's not got out anywhere, has it? No, I don't think. I think it was you just down think, the clubs. I, you know, I mean, say to way he's gone, the guy at um, Manchester United... Yeah, but he was he was going anyhow, Warner. He? So they've chucked him well, under that bus. I think I think there's one or two. I think there's one or two will go. Mm. I really do. I think one or two more will go. I, I I can't see them at Liverpool. What I can say, I can't see. You know, I mean, these are billionaires. Yeah. And really, they they're not using their own money. They're using um, fun money. What well, not fun money? What's they do, yeah. They're not using their own personal bonds, fortune. It's not bonds. <laughs> you know. Adjunting money, that's what it is. Yeah. Very, very rich people tend to play with other people's money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so they wonder why they get richer and richer and yeah. the rest of us get poorer and poorer. Absolutely. You know, we, have, we have to stand up to these. Look, I appreciate that they do, they do, do some good things. Again, does, we're not you know. saying that they don't because they yeah. do. There's always two sides to everything, but we only ever hear the one side. It's like I've seen a lot of football fans of the, 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 the top uh, six teams, the six that were willing to break away and form the Super League. They want their owners out. They want new owners. Well, how is that going to happen? They ain't going to just walk away and say, well, you know, this club that's worth a billion pounds, I'm going to sell it for three and a half quid. That ain't the real world. They want their profit and their pound of flesh. They ain't going anywhere soon. Well, you know as well as I do, Gabby. It's funny because they come in, make the profit out of it, then it's sold on to somebody else. And you think, well, how can that keep making, generating money? But they, like I said, for me, the what they're doing is cleaning money up half the time. They must be doing some at TC because I look at balance sheets and they're all they're all in vast amounts of debt. In fact, the um, I, I saw a, a meme today that, that suggested that the twelve, what fourteen clubs that were involved have got a combined debt of over seven billion pounds. <laughs> You know, it's it ain't as though this is a license to print money. These clubs are hemorrhaging money because they're paying out ridiculous amounts of wages to these players. I, I heard today, Real Madrid, um, uh, what's it, Perez? They've just done a deal with that fella from uh, Bayern Munich, that Alibar or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's a decent player. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he, he's not one of my kind of players that excites me. But they reckon they're going to give him four hundred thousand pound a week. Well, well look, look at Barcelona. Look at Barcelona, a billion yeah. pound in debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wonder why they're in debt. No, but forget that. Yeah, forget that. 
let, let, let all the working class businessman hmm? have any debt in his business and they pull the plug up in the banks. Of course How they would. Pull the plug? How come they never pull the plug on these type of people? They're not going to. And right. this is the thing. And we have seen banks. We have seen banks laundering money being fined for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Sheffield? So nobody can convince me there's nothing like that happening in football because there is. Of course there is. Sheffield Wednesday. You um you got deducted points. Birmingham yeah. City. We've been deducted points. There's been a number of other clubs that have been deducted points. You're telling me these lot are more honourable and more honest than the clubs that have been ducked points when they've done what they've done. And will they be duck points? You're having a laugh. They ain't going to have no. They'll probably have more money thrown at them for what they've done. Yeah. If beggars believe. The, 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 these won't get punished to what they should be punished. No, not at all. They'll, they'll, get, they'll get some type of punishment, but it won't. It'll be, it won't, it'll be mm. like. It'll I'm be not like, convinced. It'll be like a billionaire, a billionaire uh, losing a thousand quid. It certainly won't be a lot. No, they, they will. They've, they've got to be shown, you know, that they've punished them. I guarantee you. They've still got the power, these 14. They will still have the power. Make no mistake on that. They'll the 14 the European clubs? No, these, the, the, well, when I said the 14, the six, I should say, the six English clubs. Oh, yeah. still have the power. Of course they will, 100%. The Premier League needs them. Without yeah. them, the Premier League ain't going to get the TV revenue. Yeah. Because there's no one that's going to be putting money into the Premier League if the big six ain't in there. The Premier League know that. That's why they don't. That's why they're fighting tooth and nail to keep yeah. them in. They will let them do whatever they want to do because they need them as much as they <laughs> the others need everybody I think, else. <laughs> I think you're right, but the power of the fans has shown through. Oh yeah, the fan the but fans have been magnificent. If, if this, if, if if the fans don't come out, they're going to away with this. And I, think with that, I still think they've got part away with it because I think part of it is to cover up what uh, the Champions League has become now. Yeah. Because it's become a bigger league again. Of course it is. Yeah. You know. So if Liverpool don't qualify this year, they can still invite them in. Yeah. It's crazy, completely yeah, crazy. In, in, in the way that they're going in 24-25, that's what they'll do. They'll look at clubs that have got a history of qualification in the Champions League and go, oh, you finished six in your league, you can come yeah. in into a Champions League. I thought it was for champions. No, it's for anybody that's a big club. It's a big, a big club club. And that's everything that's wrong about um, about football and the way I know it's I going. I know Ajax has won it three times. I think they may have won it five times. But I know they definitely won it three times. Yeah, they won, it, they won it. They certainly won it three times back to back. 71, 72, 73. Yeah. And, um, so they may have won it five times. But let me tell you mm. something. They weren't even in that the Champion League, the Super League. And they've won the Champions League more than anybody else. Yeah. More than Tottenham. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no. I, if you, if you more take... More than Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not invited, you know, they weren't invited into it. Well, if you if you look at, say, Arsenal, Tottenham and one or two others, Atletico Madrid, and there's a, there's a few there, I think Juventus as well, Aston Villa and Nottingham Forest have won it more than them, like, combined. You know, it, it's just, it's all about money and it all absolutely stinks. Our socials, TC, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, it's at Current View, on Facebook, The Current View. 
and also a group, uh, The Current View, and on Instagram, The Current View as well. Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. TC, we got three crackers this week. The first recommendation by the guys is uh, Bobby Moore, The Man in Full by Matt Dickinson. It's a book that I have in my uh, in my library. It was shortlisted for the William L. Sports Book of the Year in 2014. It's um it's a book that was written a few years ago. Uh, Sir Alf says he was my captain. He was my right hand man. Bobby was the heartbeat of the England team, the king of the castle, and uh, Bobby was one of the greatest English players ever. Well, one of the greatest players to ever grace the football pitch, wasn't he? Well, the thing about the thing about uh, in England, the fans have always kept Bobby name, uh, Bobby Moore's name up there. Yeah. Whereas the FA have really did nothing about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, um, I mean, he should have been ambassador for, for our country. Yeah. Uh, no, but you get Pelly and everybody else, and but you say Bio and all them, mm. all are great recognition from the uh, federations. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Bobby Moore had done the unthinkable winning the World Cup. Not mm. just it, but obviously the 12 people what were involved in it, 14 or 15 people what were involved in yeah, it. Yeah, of course. You know, the, all of them. But he was a captain. Yeah. You know, and everybody looked up to Bobby Moore. I know Alan Moore, he never stopped talking and, mm. uh, and ranting and raving about how good he was, not only as a footballer, but as a man. As a man. Yeah. You know, and how all the players looked up to him. What do you say the same? You know, when you, yeah, exactly. Frank, Frank Worthington said the same. Everybody yep. said the same thing. Yep. You know, they, they all absolutely adored Bobby Moore, but we've never done anything like that, ever. No? Well, we started to do it now, but they do it with the, the what they did put forward is the politically correct people. Mm. You know, this, it's crazy. This, this country is completely crazy. It is. When you look at all the footballers, and you're right, Brazil straight away, you think of, of Pelé and Holland, Johan Cruyff, and, and these are these are almost like demigods, aren't they, in, in their own um, <sighs> nations. But for us, for me, I think if you look at every footballer that's ever played football in this country, I, I would say Bobby Moore is probably, probably the greatest. Well... Always, the fans will always argue about that, and as our as our national as our national uh, player, yeah, you could. Yeah, man, about an English player, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could turn around and say mm. that um, you could turn around, but Bobby Bobby Chant was up there equally with with, um, with 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 Bobby. I mean, don't forget Bobby's died, and he died with a with with a cancer. So yeah, yeah. you'd get all that thrown in. But I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, arguably, is one of our greatest, if not our greatest player of all time. Yeah, and the, the, I would say the greatest leader as well. Because, I mean, okay, Charlton was a great player. We've had great players, but Bobby was a great leader as well. I think Bobby had everything, the the looks, he had the the leadership. All those players look up to him. Yeah, they did, yeah. All those players look up to him. Absolutely, and that speaks volumes. I've never heard any one bad word heard about Bobby Moore. Whenever I were playing anywhere, and people, you know, when I mix with people like Frank Worthington and all these people what played with him, McDonald's, mm. they all admired him yeah. so much. Absolutely. So much. 
Uh, second uh, book in the book corner this week is The History of Football in 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time by Ben Jones and Gareth Thomas, which is out. It's uh, just come out this week, so that's a new one. And third one, I've got the third one uh, in my hands. Football's Black Pioneers by Bill Hearn and David Gleave. And I've just done uh, a podcast with Bill Hearn, a fantastic uh, chat about football's Black Pioneers. And on the front is uh, one of your pals, Viv Anderson. Viv? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think Viv, well, Viv was. I'm saying Viv was. I'm not quite sure whether he, he was or, or whether Albert Johansson, but um, I can remember, obviously, what sticks in my head, that people have said that Vivander was the first black player to play for England. But I'm sure Albert Johansson played for England. No, he, he won English, was he? Are you sure? Yeah, only South African or something. I'm, I would, Joe I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I thought he did play for England. I could be wrong. I no, be wrong. I would say 100% that he's yeah. not. I mean, because it was a toss-up, because Laurie Cunningham and, and Viv were, were vying for that to be the first, wasn't they? But, um, yeah, Viv, Viv definitely was the first. Yeah, I know. But some great stories in here too, so some fantastic yes, stories. Yeah, and, and the podcast, it was a, a great listen uh, to uh, to Bill, who's a Sunderland fan, and um, and David being a Crystal Palace fan, so there's a, a north and a south kind of divide to it as well. It's a fantastic book, and all these books, guys, just go on Amazon. I know the politically correct say there are others, but I don't. I go on Amazon, I click onto it, buy the book, and then I put it in my library and have it a good old read when I get um, get time to TC. Uh, last week we were, well, two weeks ago we were singing the praises of Garincha. Time Vault this week TC in conjunction with footballmagazine.com. Manuel Francisco dos Santos. Brilliant player, absolutely brilliant. I didn't realise that's what his name was. You want you want about two, Pelly? Garincha, Garincha, Manuel Francisco dos Santos, Garincha. Great winger. Garincha was Garincha was the nickname. I know they called him the little bird because he liked to shoot wrens, but Garincha means little bird in Brazilian. Well, Portuguese. Well, he was such a great player. He was bigger than what Pelly were. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he was on the par with George Best for drinking and women. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He was an alcoholic, you know, wasn't he, Garincha? It became it became an alcoholic. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was one of the geniuses of all time. Edison into to Pelly's. Yeah, Edison Ranta's uh, Danashimento. Yeah. But he was the yeah. first player to win the Golden Ball and the Golden Boot in the World Cup, uh, nineteen sixty-two tournaments. In uh, in Chile, he 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 was a he was a complete genius of all genius. I mean, how he beat people. He used to stand still, yeah, and just throw his just throw his shoulder. Mm. And people go by the dummy from uh, boot. Well, I'm I'm not sure if boots were around in those days, but you know when we talk about throwing dummies to get them out of boots, yeah, that's what he would do. And you know, and it. it, it <laughs> His feet were that quick. Yeah, lightning. You know, and people knew what he was going to do, yet he still threw him the dummy. Yeah, you just couldn't stop him, could you? No, no, no. He was born Great on the... players. It's like Messi and them. You can never stop him, can you? Absolutely. They all know what he's going to do. 
Yeah, just tr- try and stop him. He was born on the 28th of October 1933. Sadly passed away at the age of 49 on the 20th of January 1983. In 1953 to 65, he played for Botafogo. Uh, 614 games, 245 goals. And then in 66, he made four appearances for Corinthians. He moved to Atletico Juniors in 68, 68, 69, Flamenco. And he's 72, Alaria. 55 to 66, he made 50 games for Brazil, scoring 12 goals, which, to be fair, wasn't enough because Garincha should have been a centurion. Yeah, well, the, the thing is with Garincha, the, the wide men do tend to they get more satisfaction out of making goals, Gabby. Yeah, absolutely. Scoring, you know, I mean, I... People used to scream at me, why didn't you put the ball in the net? Because I'd go around the goalkeeper and then lay it across to somebody to, just to tap in. Yeah. You know, but I used to say, I, I get more pleasure out of that, which, you know, scoring a goal, don't get me wrong. Mm. You, you know, it, it, it is exciting, you know. But at the end of the day, I did, regardless of what people think, I did get as much get as much pleasure out of passing. Yeah. Something to score an easy goal because I used, I always used to think well that's my goal anyway. Yeah, you know I know it's not, but that's how I used to think. And I think in terms of Garincha, I think he scored as much off the pitch as what he did on the pitch. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. You know, it was, you know, he was more popular in Brazil than what Pelé was at that time. Oh, I think he had about eleven and, kids, and you know. In his life, his life was like George Best. Yeah. Oh. You know, drinking and women. Oh, absolutely. Know, so. I think if it had got a pulse, he did. In fact, he lost his virginity <laughs> by back scuttling a goat. Yeah. I think uh, when he was born, he lost his virginity. Yeah. He did it with, with a goat. Apparently, that wasn't uncommon in Brazil at that time. But um, you've referenced forwards and scoring goals. On this day in 1984, Kitch scores four goals in a 5-3 win against Millwall. Now, for anyone that's played against Millwall, that must be really a brave feat. Well, without make no mistake, without without a doubt, because it, you know in our day, and it was even worse before our time. The mm-hmm. tackling, you know, and you know, going to play at Millwall, make no mistake, that wasn't a nice place to play, and I don't mean that in a a rude way to the players, uh, to the fans. I'm on about the players itself. They would kick lumps out of you. Yeah. They were the first ones before Wimbledon. Yeah. You know, I mean, Wimbledon became the crazy gang. Mm. But Millwall was a horrible place to play at. Horrible. Yeah. Off the pitch and on the pitch and that cold blow line. <laughs> I mean, everything about Millwall, it's just like, oh, God, you got to go and play at Millwall. But uh, Kitch played against Millwall on this day, uh, 1984, and scores four goals. Mm. Fantastic. It was a great goal scorer. Great. Yeah, he was, Kitch, yeah. You know, I mean, I was surprised that he never played at the highest level because I'll tell you this now. Anybody, anybody who played with Kitch, they'll all tell you, technically, mm. technically a gifted player. Yeah. But what had happened in those days, big guys were uh, coming into football and the long ball started to come into the game. Yeah. That's what, they, that's what they looked at, you know. I mean... I, I got on well with Morris Setters and I'll always have a good word for Morris because he was the one what gave me my first contract. Yeah. 
but he didn't. He did not like Kitch. He did not like Kitch. Mm. Not because he didn't like him as a person. He was, you know, he, he thought he was too small. Yeah. You know, and he signed. He signed a guy called Big Brendan O'Callaghan, mm. uh, who went on to Stoke, uh, Republic of Ireland, um, because Morris wanted a big, a big man in team. He wanted a big man in team. Mm. They did in them days, didn't they? Oh, but Kitch was technically. I've no but admiration for Kitch. Nice bloke. Always helped you, you know. As a young kid, I was a young kid. He was a couple of years older than me. Mm. Uh, always made me feel welcome, you know. Helped me when I got into the team. Always talked so. But it's not just that. I, I, you know me, I, when I like a player, I like a player. Yep. You know, uh, and if he steps over the line, I still mm. like him. As long as he's, you know, he's not causing other people really mm-hmm. mass problems. Mass yep. problems. But... Kitch, make no mistake, technically one of the, one of the better players I ever played with. Don't worry about that. He was a great player. Absolutely. Back pass magazine. Sometimes, sometimes you get that look like Keegan got that look to play for Liverpool. Yeah. Kitch might have got that look to play for Everton or Liverpool. Fine margins. Exactly. You know I mean? Fine margins. Yeah. Fine margins, TC. Uh, Back pass magazine is out uh, today. Issue 74, spring issue. Uh, front of the Backpass magazine, lovely little picture there of uh, of Billy Wright, One Cap Wonders from 1940s to the 80s. There's a wonderful interview of uh, Dennis Mortimer by uh, by uh, David Harrison. Fantastic uh, look at Aston Villa, who 40 years ago on the 2nd of of May in 1981, took the English First Division for the first time in uh, 71 years. Who was that? Aston uh, Villa, when they when they beat when uh, when they got beat by Arsenal two 0 but ultimately they uh, they they took the uh, the league title. And I'm doing another podcast with uh, with Dennis next week. Uh, Morty's mixtapes, we're calling it. And Dennis does send me over a playlist every few weeks. We've done three now, and I do pick the music this week, so I'm going to pick one from the playlist that Dennis Mortimer has sent over. Game of My Life is another podcast I'm doing, TC. Tomorrow I'm talking to Pat Howard and we're going to be focusing on the 1974 FA Cup final, Newcastle United versus Liverpool. Yes, I mean, uh, I mean, it finished up a one-sided... But I think up and down in the country, we're all lo- looking forward to that final. Absolutely. Because Newcastle were playing quite well. They got Super Mac, well, yep. you know, a brilliant goal scorer, and it turned out to be a finish up. Turned out to be a one sided game, you know. But uh, I mean, that season, that season, um, like as, as I've said before, we nearly knocked Liverpool out. Yes, you did. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a there was a coincidence. There was an in, not a coincidence. There was an incident with um, coming to my head. Uh, Nottingham Forest and Newcastle. Oh, absolutely! They beat them four three. Uh, the game uh, was void. Yeah. Um, Quarter final. Yeah, else they would have, they wouldn't have been in the final. You know. Yeah. So it was a weird it, it was a weird cup final in a sense how the both how they both got there. Yeah. We know Liverpool was a great team. Yeah. But if Kitch if Kitch uh, scores instead of hitting the crossbar. Yeah. Liverpool were out of out of the FA Cup. Absolutely. And that, and that game in Oxford should have counted. Yeah. And really, Newcastle should have been thrown out. 
Well, <clears throat> what happened? Forest were three one up. Duncan McKenzie got a penalty, yeah. um, and it, they um, scored the penalty, made it um, made it three one at St James's Park. Well, Pat went no, over. Pitch invasion then, were they? Yeah, well, what happened? Pat went over to the referee, and you know, it's never a penalty ref, and um, and he was remonstrating with the referee, and the referee said, "If you don't get out, I'll send you off." He said, "You send me off, there'll be a fucking riot here." Yeah. And the referee sent Pat off. Well, sure enough, moments after the Newcastle fans piled on the pitch, there was a riot. They had to take the players off, come back. Thing twenty minutes later, and um, Newcastle down to ten men. Went on to win 4-3. Bobby Monker scored a late winning goal. And Nottingham Forest... Yeah, Nottingham Forest put in a complaint. They were forced to play the game again. So it wasn't a replay. But both games... The first game was 0-0. And the second game, Newcastle run out 1-0 winners thanks to a Malcolm McDonald goal. But both those games were played at Goodison Park. Yeah, well, I mean, we played Newcastle when I was at Doncaster. We played Newcastle at um, St James's Park. It was Frank, Frank. I think it was Frank Clark's last game for for, for them. Yeah, um, was it his last game? But he scored his first goal. Sorry, with his first goal, right? There were about sixteen thousand. I played for Doncaster. Yeah, and the atmosphere that night was on me. You thought they'd won the. Um, what was the score? The, uh, 6-1 or something like that. Oh, 6-0. That. Yeah, that was a game. 73. I would, I'd looked at that again in the season, yeah. Oh, you, you played know. in that game, TC? Yeah, I played in that game. And the, the absolute... That was my first uh, sight of New, uh, St. James's Park and the Newcastle fans. You know, but going back to what you were saying and uh, playing the game about Everton, I mean, really, the, Liverpool were lucky in a sense, but they were a great team and they were, you know, worthy winners. Yeah. Yeah, and and the Newcastle really should not have got gone through. Forest should have gone through. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Forest would have got to another final, but you just don't know, do you? It was the uh, the eighth of October, um, nineteen seventy three, when you uh, you played. It was a League Cup game at um, yes. at St James's Park League Cup. Right, yeah. Newcastle won six nil. Yeah. And Birmingham City knocked them out of the League Cup that that season. Newcastle played Birmingham City seven times. Did they? Yeah, one of the games was abandoned. You know, back then, the replays, they'd have to keep playing them. Like Arsenal did with Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I think Derby and Tottenham was another one that was a few games. Well, what what happened with that one with Birmingham? They played, obviously, twice in the league, but they drew them in the League Cup, draw, and then the replay at St. James's, Birmingham won 1-0. And then we, we played... Uh, three games. One of the games was abandoned in the old Texaco Cup that year as well. Texaco Cup. So we, 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 won that. we won that. I had a Texaco Cup. Yeah, you did, yeah. Cup when I played for Forest. That was Cluffy's first cup, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Trophy. Yeah. And wanted to win it. Yeah. Well, you want to win every trophy. Yeah. That's why it annoys me so much when teams play in cups nowadays and don't play their full strength side because they they believe that the Premier League um, status is greater than winning a cup and I totally disagree with that. Well, it's gone. Where it, it, football's got like like schools. You can't win. You can't win sports day. Yeah. Some of the, some of these people are more happy to stay to staying up. Mm. And get praised. The manager gets staying up, keeping them coming in in, in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, it's all about money. 
than somebody getting to a, a League Cup final. Yeah, it would start finishing in the top four. They'd rather finish in the top four so they yeah. get in the Champions League than win the FA Cup. What I would do is I'd turn it back to the European Cup. Only one team from a country would be in the European Cup, like we did back in the day when Forrest arguably are the only team, I'm, I'm almost certain that they are, the only team to have won the European Cup more times than they've won their own league. Yeah. It, but it, it, ain't it weird when you think yeah. about it? You know, when you think about it all, you think, what they've done to our, this beautiful game, Yeah. you know, it, it, it's completely crazy. And I mean completely crazy. Absolutely, it's disgraceful. Uh, EFL update, TC. Uh, currently, Norwich City are promoted back to the Premier League. And if I'm honest, so are Watford, because between Watford and Swansea in third place, there's nine points. They've got a far greater goal difference. So they'd have to have the um, mother of all capitulations not to get promoted back to the Premier League with Norwich City at their first attempt. Uh, 43 games, 76 points as we stand at the moment. Uh, Swansea, Brentford 42-75, Bournemouth 42-74, Barnsley 42-71, Reading 42-67. Very tight, but those are the only contenders for the playoffs and the playoffs are going to be exciting. Brentford, could they again get to the final and could they just push it over the line where they uh, where they failed last year? Well, uh, listen, it's, it's very exciting and interesting. And what I'm trying to do is plug my phone in because my battery's very, very slow. Right. So I've just got it plugged in just now. Well, I so can hear that. I can hear that vacuum being plugged in, TC, as you're plugging in your phone. Go on then. So... We're on now to the, the games this week. And we, we certainly are. It only means one thing, TC. It means the football forecast. It's 9-6. I did bring it back by victory a couple of weeks ago. But you are still winning and it looks as though you're going to take the trophy this year. Friday night, Arsenal versus Everton. How do you see this one going? 2-1 Ever- uh, Arsenal. 2-1 Arsenal. Right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a draw. 1-1 draw. Blackburn versus Huddersfield. Blackburn. Uh... Blackburn 2-1. I'm going to go again another draw. I think both teams are desperate. It's a, a basement battle, isn't it? Although neither will get relegated, I wouldn't have no. thought, because Rotherham couldn't win a raffle. Uh, Derby versus Birmingham City. I'm going for another draw. Here. What's your prediction? Well, Derby's in me. I think, I think it'll be a draw, Neil. Yep, you're going nil-nil. I'm going 1-1. Butter versus your boys, Sheffield Wednesday, were in a right pickle, aren't they? Well, they've got to win these... Ne- ne- it doesn't mean that they, they stay up. Yep. They've got to win these next three games. So I'm going... All these three games are played. I'm going to go for a Sheffield Wednesday win. So for me, uh, I'm going for a Wednesday win 1-0. I'm going to go for uh, a Wednesday win 2-0 there because I think Borough are awful and um, I think they're on the beach. Forest versus Stoke City. How do you see that one going? Forest 2-1. Yeah, I'm going to go Forest 1-0. And finally, West Midlands derby. Aston Villa versus West Bromwich Albion. Aston Villa 2-0. Yeah, I'm going Aston Villa 2 2-1. Well, TC, that leads us to the end of the podcast. Love to you and yours. Thank you for your time. Same to you. Love to you and yours. Okay. Give all your family my regards. 
And so for weekend, and I hope at Sheffield Wednesday get the results that they're looking for. Absolutely, TC. Let's hope that we're both singing the blues next week, and we're going to play out from Morty's mixtapes with Party Time Man by the future. So see you next week, and thanks for listening. Tara, Arby. Cheers, mate. Tara, bye. That's when I show my own.